Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Earl Stewart on Cars. That was my recorded voice you were just listening to. Uh, this is the real me, live. And I'm in the studio with almost everybody. My son Stu's running a little late. He'll be coming through the door in about a minute. I guess he ran into some heavy traffic. A lot of heavy traffic in South Florida this time of year. But uh, here he comes. There's Stu. Yay. Uh, so we're, uh, we're very informal, as you can see. Uh, we uh, um, don't have a plan. We don't have a, a much of an agenda. We have a general agenda. Uh, most exciting part of that agenda, by the way, is our mystery shopping report, and Stu Stewart is in charge of that, so I'm really glad he's here. Um, he dispatches our secret shopper and chooses our targets and uh, writes up the reports for me to read. I'm just a pretty face. I, I read it on the air. And uh, we've got Rick Kearney to my right. You heard about him on my recorded introduction. If you got a question about a car, the operation of a car... I heard somebody the other day on television says, you know, cars today, I always call them computers on wheels. They're starting to call them a giant battery with a computer on wheels. And so that's going to be kind of like the future. And the future is kind of here. Uh, my son is driving a Tesla. I'm driving a Tesla. Uh, and a whole lot of people are starting to think electric. And then, if that's not crazy enough, uh, we're talking autonomous. Boy, what a change. Uh, you know, you use these words loosely, they watershed moments and things like that in history. But we're here. We're, the 21st century will be a huge change in the whole world. I mean, uh, I'm not talking about COVID. I mean, that's big enough. Uh, a lot of things going on now. Uh, we focus on some of the negatives. But we don't focus on the positives. I love, I like the positives. I like the knowledge explosion, the internet. Uh, did you know that the sum total of human knowledge uh, used to double? I think it was back in the 40s or 50s. The sum total of human no knowledge used to double at the rate of about every 40 years. Do you know what it's doubling at now? Last time I checked, it was every 12 hours. Wow. Now, if that doesn't boggle your mind... Uh, and you talk about the cloud, you say, well, where, where's all that knowledge going? Well, it's going up in the cloud. <laughs> and that sounds mysterious enough, but all that means is it's readily access accessible to everybody. You see this? That's my iPhone. I have access to this cloud with the sum total of human knowledge, which will be double tomorrow with this little device here. Scary, isn't it? So, hang on to your hats. Uh, this is uh, some of the things we'll be talking about. Right now, uh, this show is dedicated to really kind of a old-fashioned thing. It's called How Car Dealers Retail Cars. And uh, we won't have a show uh, before much longer. I'm, I don't mean 
hours or days or weeks or maybe even years but uh, I but certainly by the mid mid 21st century uh, there's not going to be any car dealers retailing cars the way we retail them I mean Rick won't have a job I won't have a job Stu and Nancy Jonathan uh, we're all going to have to find a different way for our transportation and uh, if everybody has a different way for the transportation maybe temporarily uh, like ownership like timeshare where uh, you just uh, you say to your iPhone come pick me up at Publix and uh, autonomous electric car picks you up and you say take me home or take me to the drugstore that's that's what's going to happen but we need to fill in the gap between then and now and that's to tell you how to make your car buying experience um, nicer I don't think it's ever going to be perfect uh, with the way the retail system is set up today but we're going to tell you how to buy lease maintain or repair your car in a manner that uh, will be uh, easier for you uh, you make the show you've heard me say this my regulars and your calls really are the essence and the main calling number is 877-960-9960 that's 877-960-9960 write that number down uh, unless you're driving uh, memorize it if you're driving <laughs> And then, and then give us a call. We'd love to have you. We like to have the real voice, and uh, especially from the lady callers. Uh, Nancy's going to tell you more about that in just a minute. But uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Stu is monitoring those texts, as well as Facebook. Uh, and uh, for that matter, Rick's monitoring YouTube. So... These are all the uh, ways you can communicate with us. Uh, anonymous feedback is another one. I know I'm making you dizzy here, but your anonymousfeedback.com. Y U U R A N O N Y M O U S feedback.com. You can say anything you want to us, ask us anything, suggest anything, and remain totally anonymous. I kind of like anonymity sometimes. Uh, usually I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not as big on privacy as most people. I, you can't be if you're... I, I'm kind of a public figure. I mean, I give out my cell phone number to everybody. I'm on the air. I give it out on the air. Uh, so I, I don't really have a, 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 one of those exclusive private lives, but some people like it, and I, can, I respect that. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Stu sees those, and I see them too. Uh, I can't see them because I'm not looking at my computer. And if you do your anonymous feedback, we already have some in the bank because they come in all week. And Stu will re read your anonymous feedbacks on the air. So, uh, I'm going to go to my left this time, Nancy Stewart. Uh, we chat about the show every time we come in. It's about a 20-minute drive, 25-minute drive. And uh, we talk about what we're going to talk about and, and uh, try to get better. We try to make the show a little bit better every week. Kaizen, that's a Japanese term, word for continuous improvement. So we try to get a little bit better. That's what, uh, good, a good reason for anonymous feedback right now would be to tell me, Rick, Stu, Nancy, Jonathan, everybody here, what can we do to make the show a little bit better? Uh, we love constructive criticism. Yeah, I can't say it doesn't sing sometimes. I mean, and Tell it like it is. You don't have to pull any punches, especially with anonymous feedback. But if you have a suggestion, I promise you, we will read it, we will consider it, 
and we will talk about it, even if we don't do it. We'll tell you, we'll tell everybody this was suggested, and yes, we can, no, we can't, or we can compromise. So there we are. Nancy Stewart, sitting in my lap, will tell you about what she does on the show, which the most important thing is, is give a voice to the ladies in the audience. The females uh, are not getting a fair shake these days, and uh, they haven't for a long time. Nancy and I are watching an old TV series now called uh, Boardwalk Empire, and it took place during the 20s. And if you want to talk about, if you don't think women have come a long way, watch Boardwalk Empire. Shortly after women got the vote and uh, see the way women were treated in the 20s and 30s, and now you can uh, see you have come a long way. And Nancy Stewart is one of the reasons you have. The mic is all yours. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are such an important part of the show. I'm going to get right to it and uh, let our ladies know that they can win themselves $50 this morning for the first two new lady callers, $50. So take advantage of that. Uh, call and say hello or share some of your, well, uh, experience in the auto industry uh, that uh, you, you maybe bought a car, leased a car. I think you get my point. I want to make. Sh- I, I don't. I want to mention the automotive news and how well impressed I was uh, with uh, the NADA Academy um, graduating class. And uh, there was one woman, uh, one woman who graduated uh, in that class, and her name is Shannon Broom. So uh, we are moving forward. It's a, a bit slow. Not well. Everyone has gotten the memo in the 21st century and uh, unfortunately it's not quite a even playing field and that's what i strive for every saturday morning and throughout the week when i talk to the ladies and i just want to let you know that we're all in this together building this platform for women because uh, women well we're out there and we're looking for more than just inner peace yes we're just looking to be treated equally so with uh, that said and the corruption that still exists in the industry um, you're going to find women here and there in this industry and i do without saying have to mention someone who is very important to me and uh, she is a uh, part of general motors and uh, she's a ceo i'm sure all the ladies know her, Mary Barra. So uh, she also leads uh, the, well, our goals that we want to achieve every second of the day as women. We, speaking of women, uh, I, I want to mention we have our calls backed up. Everyone be pretty patient. We're going to move as quickly as we can. 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. And we're going to go to our first female caller who has won herself $50 this morning. And her name is Robin. Good morning, Robin. Oh, good morning. Welcome. I didn't even know about the $50 until you just said it. That's what really makes the call great. Thanks for being part of Earl Stewart on Cars. Oh, no problem. But I have a genuine, irritating question about, um, you know, when you walk into a dealership and you're female, they talk down to you a lot of times. But I have a, um, a Hyundai Tucson 2011, and the uh, couple months ago, the airbag warning light came on. 
and I took it to the mechanic that's been working on the car for years. And uh, he has the updated computer, and he identified which sensor it was, and he told me he could not fix it. He did not charge me to diagnose it because he couldn't fix it. And uh, he said, you kind of have to go to a Hyundai dealer. And he said, it's a sealed system, but he identified which sensor was coming up wrong. So I had a recall notice for a software update on my car. So I took it to, do you want me to say the name of where I took it? Please. (laughs) Uh, It was horrible. The criminals at Napleton. (laughs) Anyway. All of us um, us knew that was what you were going to (laughs) say. Yeah, but I mean. We were all in sync. Please. Don't even get me started. Um, Oh, please. We encourage you. Well, I took it. This was the one on North Lake instead of the one by my work because it was a a day off. I think it was. wasn't President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, they were open, and I was off from work. So I took it there to get the recall thing, and they said in the letter from corporate Hyundai that I would get a complete safety check while I was there. So I'm thinking they're going to see the the light on, right? Yeah. But they don't. They said they performed a software update, everything checked out great, and it's good to go. And so I'm walking to my car. And I just turn on the car, and I point to the light, and I say to the service guy, I said, what's that? And he's like, well, you didn't bring it in for that. You brought it in for the software update. And I said, yes, but what about the safety check where you're supposed to tell me what that is? Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, well, you can make an appointment, and it's going to be a $189 diagnostic fee. It says free. Although I already... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I already know what it is, and so I, I'm just really angry. So um, my question is, is it true that I have to take it to a dealer to get it fixed? Because what if it's a $5 part and they're charging $189? I mean, that was the trick with, um, you know, your computer from Apple. It didn't matter what was wrong. Yeah. If you took it to the Apple store, it was $700 to fix it because they wanted you to buy a new computer. Yeah. Now you can. I mean, the, the the recall stuff has to be done by the dealer, but any anything else, just uh, you know, can't be warranty. But anything that's that you're coming out of the pocket for, you could take it to uh, another technician, another mechanic. Hey, Robin, we talked about this yes. last week about the Freedom of Information Act. If you're uh, politically connected, uh, you know, write your congressman and say that we want to see that Freedom of Information Act passed. The idea behind that is to make other people besides car dealers uh, have access to the information training machinery uh, diagnostic equipment that car dealers have. And uh, if they did that on uh, recalls, they get a whole lot more recalls fixed because some people just don't like to go to car dealers and I to have why. someone. Hmm? <laughs> I said, I wonder why. Yeah, and so <laughs> to have somebody like uh, Firestone or Goodyear or or, uh, or uh, you know any of these independent repair shops, you have to you, they have to train their people. They have to invest in the equipment. But wouldn't it be nice if you had a Hyundai and you hated your Hyundai dealer? You didn't have to go back there. You could go to the Goodyear dealer and he could fix your airbag. That's the way it should be. So, uh, uh, write your congressman for the Freedom uh, of Information Act. Is that this? the Freedom of Information? Uh, right to repair. Yeah, right to repair. I'm sorry, Freedom of Information. Yeah, right to repair. Uh, Everybody should have the right to repair anything if they're trained and have the uh, equipment. So I didn't mean to do a commercial, but your 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 complaint is so 
typical of a problem that most people have. I got a problem with the car, it's a warranty, it's a recall, and the dealer is abusing me, and where else are you going to go? You have to take it to the dealer. Well, this is the scary thing, is he told me that when they ran their diagnostic, it came back 100% okay. Ooh. Now, the mechanic that I take it to said, if that light is on, your airbags aren't going to work. Oh, boy. That's, uh, uh, Nick is uh, uh, nodding his head. And, uh, is that right, Nick? I mean, if the di- you, have you ever known the diagnostic to be wrong? Well, I'm just wondering who Nick is, but... Uh, <laughs> Actually, that is completely correct. If the, if the airbag system detects any sort of malfunction and it turns on the light, it will shut down the system because it the safety protocols, they don't want the airbags to accidentally deploy when they shouldn't. So it would rather put the system completely inert until it is repaired. Right. And I don't mind if the repair for the sensor is $189, but they're just saying... They're not giving you any idea of what, if it's this sensor, it's this much. If it's that sensor, it's that much. They know darn well how much it's going to cost to fix it. But they won't come out and be honest about it up front. And I'm, I'm probably just going to get rid of the car. And, uh, Robin, uh, this is Nancy. Uh, I have to share with you that uh, your presence uh, certainly confused them. Uh, you sound like a very educated consumer, and uh, you mentioned how you were treated. Uh, you know, uh, these are some of the characteristics uh, that uh, are part of the old school attitude. And, uh, y- you know, you, you're helping me, and you're helping so many women out there, and I, I do definitely appreciate it. Uh, so I, I just wanted to say that it sounds like you've got everything handled. I certainly hope that you don't have to, you know, take drastic measures and sell your car. But uh, you can stay in touch and, and let us know how this goes. Do you have any other questions? Okay. Well, the last question is, if I bring it up to you, can you fix the airbag sensor? Rick? Uh Without knowing just what's well, wrong she with had, it, she I'm, has a Hyundai, so yeah. I don't think we'd be permitted. Uh, I think uh, if uh, if uh, it's it's a it's covered under the warranty with a Hyundai, and uh, well, I don't we, think it is. Mine said 2011. They if it was covered under warranty, they would have fixed it and charged Hyundai. Right. Yeah, I'm not even. I I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it to anybody but a Hyundai dealer. I think that uh, right. there could be a liability issue. Yeah, on a safety thing, um, that would be uh, yeah. That's that's a, another consideration. Other, I mean, other things there are like foreign specialists or Hyundai specialists that are independents. Um, but um, I'd be very very careful on. on, on yeah, definitely, package. I agree with the guys, Robin. If you want to, you know, take this to the limit, I'll stay with uh, you know the uh, the dealer. Uh, thank you so much for the call. I'm sorry to hurry you. You're we welcome. have calls backed up, and uh, yeah, please no stay problem. in touch. And uh, please uh, get that information to me, and I'll get that check out to you. How does that sound? All right. How that's do I do that's that? that's your con okay, that's your contact information, and you can do that simply by emailing me at nancy s at estoyota.com. Have a wonderful Perfect. day. You too. And Bye. thank you for calling. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We're going to go straight to Phil, who's been holding. Thank you for your patience, Phil. Phil's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, hey, Phil. Hey, how y'all? Good, good. How y'all doing this morning? I'm glad to know you're still here alive. Thank you. And uh, 
something happened. I just had my car. I have a uh, 2017 Prius, and I bought it in for the 55,000-mile check on Thursday. And so while I was waiting, I wanted to drive, walk over to your used car area and just see what was going on. And the first thing I notice is you actually have used cars available now. I bet that and, put a uh, smile on your face. Yeah. And, but what I saw there, I saw a, a Tesla Y. It looked like brand new right in front of the showroom. And I've got one ordered myself. I've been waiting five months for it and still hadn't come in. So that caught my eye immediately. So I started walking over that way, and there's a salesman talking to a young lady about the Tesla. And uh, so I just sat, I just sat there a minute and wanted to see what would happen. And he walked off and had to do something with that paperwork. So I just walked over and talked to her and told her that I had, I had one ordered. And I said, what, what, what's your situation? And she said, I've had one ordered for six months, and I got tired of waiting. And I saw this at Earl Stewart, and I'm buying it, period. She said, I'm buying it. So I was walking around with her and everything and talking to her. And uh, so the salesman uh, came up, and so I just walked back over to the showroom. And there was another one of your people there, and I just I just asked him. I said, how much did you all how much did you get for this car? I mean, it's, it looks like it's brand new. And he said, it's a 2021. And, it's, uh, and I said, how much? He said, $68,000. Hmm. I said, no kidding. And I said, because my brand new one's going to cost $57,000. <laughs> so that's a $10,000 increase in value of that Tesla. And back in 21, that car was only 54000 So it's basically she's getting 14000 more for that car than it was when it was new. And it just blew my mind. I mean, I knew these things were hot, and I knew they were uh, hard to get. But standing there in front of it to see it in living color, I, I just couldn't believe it. That's amazing, and, Phil. Uh, what do you see when they mark yeah. Corollas up? Uh, <laughs> the Corollas are worth 15000 Yeah, Phil, the uh, car dealers are actually taking uh, uh, new cars. Uh, to the auction because they can uh, uh, they can they can get over list price uh, for the new cars and the other dealers buy them and they sell them to you for uh, over list price plus 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 so uh, it's a topsy turvy world we're living in today unreal uh, values are off the chart and uh, buyer beware I uh, um, uh, you know if people want something bad enough they're willing to pay the price and that's the reason that used cars literally uh, are selling for more than the new ones I mean what is a new one worth to you if you can't get it I mean, <laughs> well that's right <laughs> right so and it's crazy lady that was glad and just like you said before she wanted the car she yeah. didn't care it was yeah. fifty-eight thousand dollars I mean I couldn't believe it and, and another thing I mentioned, while I, while I was standing there, I, the, the salesman, he said, well, then you haven't seen anything. I said, what do you mean? He said, see those, I, they, you had some lot, late model RAV4s over there. And he said, they're selling for over a sticker because people can't get them. They, they, they don't want to wait for a new one. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really. but then you know, the other thing I want to tell you about your dealership is I took it in to get the 55,000 mile check. And, you know, they do all that inspection stuff while they're there. And, uh, and I want to take care of the car. And I told Anthony, the, the technician, I said, now, look, I want anything done if that car needs to be done, if it needs uh, whatever it needs. And I said, I think it needs a, an a alignment. So and, you know, about a half hour later, he shows up and he said, uh, you, you, don't have, you don't need an alignment check. I said, well, what about anything else? He says, no, everything's fine. 
Now, he could have, I gave him a blank check, basically, to do anything he needed to do, and that's how honest your dealership is. Well, thank you. He could have have said this, and he said that, and he said, no, you don't need anything. The only thing we had to do was change the brake fluid. That was it, and rotate the tires. So I just wanted to commend you for that, because that was unbelievable. The whole experience was unbelievable. (laughs) Well, thank you, Phil. That's really kind. I appreciate it. We'll call again, and uh, and we appreciate your comments. Very interesting about the uh, used car selling for more than due, and a lot of people that don't know that and they're getting in the market, uh, they should realize that now is not a good time to buy a new or used car. So if you want it bad enough, you're going to have to pay the price. Uh, please call again, Phil. Thank you very much. Okay, sure. Thank you. 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530 and i got to say we're officially in a bubble as far as purchasing uh, on used and new Uh, we're going to go to Paul in North Palm Beach good morning Paul, thank you for your patience yes, good morning I have a uh, technical question on your hybrids like your Toyota Sienna can you plug them in, into an electrical source or is it strictly gasoline? No, only the uh, Prime models have a plug-in feature. Uh, that would be the Prius Prime and the RAV4 Prime. And is the Prime all electric or is that a hybrid? No, it's, it's a hybrid that can be plugged in so you can charge up the hybrid batteries overnight and then when uh-huh. you go to drive the car it's going to do like the first 30 or 40 miles will be run strictly on electric because that hybrid battery will be fully charged. Then once it gets down to a certain level, the gasoline engine will kick in to start recharging the system. Yeah, Paul, you have very, very small mileage on that type of uh, hybrid hybrid with a prime plug-in. You only get, as Rick said, 30 or 40 miles. Uh, uh, electric cars now, if you buy an all-electric car, you can get up to 350, 400 miles on a charge. But with the plug-in hybrids, you're only going to get 30 or 40 miles. On all-electric, <clears throat> but you'll get yeah, um, right. 500, 600 miles uh, with, with the hybrid gas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so say if, if you had a short distance to go to work and back, you know, say five or ten miles round trip, you literally would almost have to take the car on a weekend and go drive somewhere to use up the gasoline or else that, the gas would get old. My, my son had to do that. He just drove to, to high school and back, and he did it all electric all the time. Yep. I think that's a great option. Okay, thank you for that. And another question, uh, I'm... Uh, Watch or I'm listening to you live on my computer, but I can't see the video when I usually watch you uh, later, and then I can watch the video as well as hearing you. Can you tell me is there a way to watch the video when you're actually live? Are I, you, I watch on old ninety nine ninety five point nine. Uh, the easiest way is to go to either YouTube or Facebook and search for Earl on Cars. YouTube would be, of course, uh, the quickest manner. Uh, Just go straight into YouTube and just search for Earl on Cars and you'll see the live stream pop up and you can click on that. You'll get the video and the audio. Uh, Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You guys do a great job. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for your interest. Uh, We're going to go to Paul. uh, Or did we talk to Paul in North Palm Beach? 
We talked to Bob. Okay. Uh, I think we have um, Bob who's waiting. And uh, John in Palm City, uh, hold on. Be patient. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How was everyone this morning? Good. Moving around uh, very quickly this morning. <laughs> Thank uh, you for the I call. Have, uh, I, was, I was curious as to why the woman uh, with the uh, uh, Hyundai uh, to, uh, Tucson of 2011 with the uh, airbag issue, uh, why did you did not suggest to HUD that she could probably resolve that problem by going to YouTube. <laughs> there's, a, there's about 10 videos on how to fix that. She's not the first person on this planet that's had an airbag light come on in a 2011 uh, Hyundai Tucson. I mean, other, these, these issues are, are redundant on a lot of these vehicles. Yeah, that's but a good you go, point, you Bob. Go to, you, go to, you, you go to YouTube, and they'll show you what it is. They'll show you how to fix it. She can bring it to her mechanic. She may have to buy the the part from Hyundai. She might not. She may have to buy the part from them, but most likely her mechanic can resolve it. And even if he can't, she'll have she'll know exactly what it is, and then she can approach the dealership and say, "I don't need you to diagnose the problem. I know what it is. How much does it cost to fix this issue?" And then she'll have an idea of exactly what it's going to cost her to fix the uh, if it is a sensor. <laughs> which it probably is. That's a very good point, Bob. You're absolutely right. You're you're obviously uh, cyber savvy. You understand computers and YouTube and Twitter and, and Facebook and and all that sort of thing. And there's a uh, with that with that knowledge and Google. God, I don't know where I'd be without Google. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a surprisingly high percentage of the population, especially the older uh, folks. Um, uh, are not uh, uh, able or, un or do not understand how to do that. But if you, Earl, uh, yeah, Earl, yeah, I'm I'm old. Well, I am too. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, but they also listen. They also have uh, they also have these forums. Uh, you can go to Google. You can go to uh, like a Hyundai yeah. forum, and they'll also have other people that that will go on there and say, "Oh yeah, I had that same problem." Yeah. With my uh, 2011 Tucson, this is how I fixed it. Uh, this is what the dealer charged me. So she can get pl plenty of information. Yeah. She can do her due diligence. Yeah, you're right. She makes a decision on how, what she, how she wants to proceed. That's a great Instead point, Bob. Just, Bob, you know, Bob, sell the car. Bob, you know, tell you me. You don't sell the car just because <laughs> you have a sensor at the lab. Listen, tell me, tell me how many of your friends uh, can uh, navigate to YouTube or Twitter or uh, Google. How many of your friends that you graduated from high school with? Well, I have a college degree. I mean, most of my friends are educated. I mean, I have, I mean I have most of the all college graduates that I know. And, and I would say probably... Even the ones that just have a high school degree, I would say it's got to be over. It's got to be over eighty-five percent. Yeah, I go, well, one, of, one of my best friends is a graduate of Georgia Tech, and he still has a flip phone, and uh, and has no idea what YouTube or Twitter is. So uh, you're you're ahead of the game. I, uh, I I salute you. I wish more people understood YouTube. Boy, what a treasure that is of information. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Right. Well, she she could always find. She could always get a friend or a grandchild yeah, or a kid he, he does. to help her. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, there's ways of doing it. You can go to, matter of fact, you can even go to the library. I don't know if they have the computers back up. Uh, they had taken them down because of the COVID. Yeah. But uh, you could go to the library and, and you have computer access. And the, and the people that work at the library would be more than willing yes. to help. Absolutely. You, yeah, you know, Bob, you know, I... So I, I 
I have to thank you uh, for calling her on cars, and uh, we love our callers. And I have to point out to you that you definitely, if you're not a candidate for Earl's Vigilantes, and Earl has uh, his hat with him this morning. He'll put that on and show you what you can win. Excuse me. Here's your what, hat, Bob. We'll send it to you. What you can have <laughs> well, free. I'm, I'm just I'm recovering from uh, stage four back of the tongue cancer, so I'm not in very good you know physical condition what? to get involved in too many things. I'm sorry to hear yeah. about it. I'm in, yeah. Well, I'm thanks. Remission now, but but it was really terrible. I did have one question. I had a I had a repair done on my Mustang over Mullinex. Mm-hmm. I had it. Uh, the car was under an extended warranty uh, with Ford, and it cost it was much. It cost me a hundred dollar. I had a hundred dollar deductible, <coughs> and I just found out that what I had repaired now has become a recall by Ford. <coughs> and I went over to Mullinex and asked them about how I if I was going to get reimbursed for that hundred dollars that I gave them to fix it. Because it should be fixed under the under the warranty, right. uh, you know, any type of recall should be. And, and their answer to me was that, that, that they didn't really have anything to do with it. It had it had to come from Ford, and uh, so I'm still waiting for Ford to send me the notice on the recall. It came out. They know. I saw it. I saw it online about a month ago. I still haven't heard anything. How much was? But did you pay? I, I paid. I had a hundred dollar deductible. It was the break. I don't, yeah, I don't understand little, why they little, wouldn't. It's sure. such an well, easy thing yeah. to take care of. You know, like, here you go. Yeah. Well, the dealer didn't want to get involved with it. He says it has to come from the manufacturer. Yeah. Bob, you know, Bob try, try, contact the manufacturer directly uh, and uh, right. give them your information, and they will contact the dealer, nudge them a little bit. But the dealer's wrong. You're absolutely right. You should be reimbursed. But you, you use the 800 number and give them your uh, detailed information. Rick has a point, a quick point. I know with our recalls, if... In the recall, it states that if the customer has already had the repair done, then they get reimbursed directly from Toyota, and there's usually a letter that they send into Toyota. Yeah, that's the law. The law requires it. So, uh, yeah, I thought thought so. I thought so. The only problem is they haven't sent. (coughs) Sometimes it takes them. It takes them after they, uh, you know, they they finally admit that they have to recall something. Yeah. It takes a long time before they actually send out the notices and the letters. Yeah, if this, there's, a, there's a lag. Sometimes it could be four to six months before you get notified. Exactly. And then people that, and then people have to have the things fixed if they can get the parts. I had one friend where he had the same problem on his Mustang, and uh, and uh, he had a, they didn't have the parts, and he had to rent a car for three weeks oh before he could get it fixed. You know, but they, you know, they took care, you know, they, the, the Ford people, the Molnix people did take care of him yeah. on that situation. But it was the problem with the brake, uh, the brake pedal is a little plastic piece that breaks off because it only happens in the southern hemisphere where you have the heat and the humidity. And what happens is that the brake lights stay on all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're always riding around with your brake lights on. Mm. And, they, and Ford had this problem for years with some of their other models. And you used to be able to just go buy the p- plastic piece. It was it was like a, a, a bumper, and you could replace it. It was like a five-hour deal. You could mm-hmm. put it in yourself. But now they don't sell it anymore, and they require you to replace the whole brake assembly. 
Bob, do me a favor. <laughs> call again. You're you're a great caller, extremely knowledgeable. Indeed. Will you promise me you'll call again next week? We we got to move along to John and Palm said He's been holding for a long time, but okay. I love to All talk right. to you. Call call next week. We love you. Uh, we love your views and stay healthy. I'm so glad uh, you're you're in remission on that. Yeah. God bless you, Bob, you. and we hope to hear from yes. you again. And, uh, and I thank hope, you. I, I hope you get. And I hope you get some supers in pretty soon. I'd like to come over and look at a couple of them. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll be work knocking on, on the door. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. Patience right, and uh, flexibility is what we're talking about here. We're going to go to John yeah. in Palm City. Bye-bye. And, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go to John. Thanks for waiting, John. Good morning to everyone. Thank you all for being there. I, that's the reason why two years ago that I got rid of my Mustang. It was always in the deal, or I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> but that's another story. I want to ask a question to Rick. People talk about radial tires. Rick, can you describe actually what a radial tire is? That's basically, it has to do with the direction that the belts are laid down inside the rubber when they're manufacturing the tire. Uh, there's like a poly, polyester bias ply tire where the belts are actually done kind of on a, a crosshatch angle. And in radial tires, they usually have one set of belts that are going straight across the tire horizontally, and the other set go uh, 90 degrees from it along the direction of the tire's uh, rotation. <clears throat> it's just all it has to do really is it's describing how the belts are laid out when they manufacture the tires off. Are most of them radial or most of them the other? Most most new tires now are all radial. Yeah, because I used to hear radial all the time like it was something new. And I guess when they all became radial, then that's a... When, I was a, when I was a kid, I thought they were saying radio tires yeah, right. on the commercials. <laughs> okay, does anyone know who you hear them quite the well. radial tire? I'm sorry? <laughs> Do anybody know who invented the radial tire? Um, yeah, yeah. It's John's Malcolm J- Radio. John James Radio. <laughs> no, the I answer is Michelin. That was oh. my second point. I recommended last year issue of Consumers Report, which we all know is the Bible, uh, recommended in every category the tire that I buy, Michelin. Michelin has so many different models and performance tires for high speed. I, I personally buy the all season. But what I want to say about Michelin in every category, Michelin comes out. You may pay 10 to 15% more, but it comes out with less hydroplaning, uh, shorter stopping distances, increased uh, gripping, longer wear. And I want to just say to people, it's very confusing. DOT riding on the side of a tire, it's put on there just to confuse everybody, including the date code. If you go to a good tire dealer, he will explain every one of those symbols to you, including the day code. It has the, you can even tell the plant that manufactures it, the speed of the tire, and what the consumer should look for is three ratings on a tire. The temperature, the tread wear, and the heat range. All of those threes go by an A, B, and C. Naturally, A, B, and the top, some of them even have a double A, and these are very important. Why are they important? because of the life of the tire and the safety. Tread wear, the, more, the higher the tread wear, the more it lasts longer, but naturally it costs more for the tire. But every tire is approved by DOT that's sold in America. And the symbols that are on it are not only confusing, it can tell you every particular thing about it. Make sure that the tire that you buy is the exact size that the manufacturers recommend, including the last symbol 
which is the speed of the tire. That's very important also. John, tell so me anything the government has ever done that I'd wasn't confusing. Everybody should consider it is Michelin, not only because it's a great tire, but it's because it's recommended by Consumer Reports. Last year's issue, you can check it out. And in every category, they came out at number one. So I just want to mention the Michelin Tire Company. Good advice. Thank you so much, Good John. Advice. And uh, we, we thank you for your call. And I'll tell you where you can buy those Michelin's cheapest is at uh, Costco. Yes, until the 16th of this month, they have $150 off on it. They do the uh, tire and co- and, uh, uh, balancing free, and you get a lifetime warranty on any flat that you get. And uh, this is, a, I'm talking BJ's now. There's a temporary sale that goes until the 16th of March, and it's $150 off. And BJ's, believe it or not, is not equal to uh, Costco, but BJ's is an authorized Michelin tire distributor. And when I say by authorized, Michelin actually runs a school for tire installers to train them properly to mount and demount the tire. And you know why that's important? My friend has a two-year-old Cadillac, and he got a flat, and it's an aluminum rim on it. And believe it or not, whoever he went to to replace the flat, they scored the rim on it. Some, I wouldn't call him a dummy, but the guy that doesn't know how to do tires, when he demounted it, the machine, like, slipped or something, and it put a gouge in the uh, aluminum or magnesium wheel, whatever it is. By the way, the wheel, he happened to look at the inside of it. It's a Cadillac. One guess where the rim is made. John, right. listen, we gotta, we got to move along here, but I, I, okay. I agree with everything you said. Michelin's a great tire. Costco's a great place to buy them. And uh, okay. uh, I appreciate your call very much. we got some, we got some people holding here. Right. Have a great weekend, okay. John. Thanks See for all your knowledge. Call, John every Saturday morning. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Um, we uh, we got some requests from our, our uh, listeners, uh, from everyone, on uh, luxury brands. And uh, so we answered your request, and this week we do have a mystery shopping report uh, from a luxury brand, and that's Mystery Shop. It uh, goes to Wallace Cadillac, so stay tuned for that. Also, uh, to uh, uh, as far as Consumer Report is concerned, I do have to mention this, uh, and if anyone out there has experienced this uh, situation, give us a call. Um, and did you you know that Consumer Report purchases vehicles for their testing program? Uh, but uh, more importantly, they uh, just recently uh, purchased a BMW. Uh, that's a 2022 BMW, and uh, they found that uh, one of uh, the uh, perks on this vehicle, one of the options, is a uh, XM radio. Well, it was deleted, and uh, there there are uh, a lot of features that are being deleted, unbeknownst to the consumer, the person who's purchasing the vehicle. Uh, if you encountered this, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and you can also text us at 772-497-6530. I would imagine that Stu's probably uh, has some texts, oh, yeah. and so does Rick. Oh, yeah. Has some YouTubes. I always kick it off with Anne Marie's text. Ah, oh. good morning, Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. And Anne Marie got us got one in early, and uh, yesterday. So here it is. Uh, good morning. Here's an update on the Felicity Ace. 
The ship burned for 13 days, carrying $401 million worth of vehicles, including Audis, Bentleys, Porsches, and Volkswagens. This ship encountered rough seas, listed starboard, and sank in the water about 10,000 feet deep, about 220 nautical miles off the Azores on Tuesday, March the 1st. Reportedly, insurance will cover the loss. Porsche Cars in North America released a statement that they were working to replace every car affected by this incident. Porsche customers in the United States were being contact by, contacted by their dealers with very, very depressing news. <laughs> um, surprisingly, uh, incidents where cargo ships loaded with cars sink or capsized are not as rare as one expect. In September 2019, uh, the Golden Ray capsized off Savannah, Georgia with a cargo of 4,300 Kia, Chevrolet, GMC, GM, Mercedes-Benz, and Ram vehicles. It was declared a total loss. The Golden Ray was in shallow enough water so it could be cut up and everything was scrapped. These two incidents prompt me to ask, how much of your inventory um, vehicles and parts still comes from abroad? Uh, great question. Great lead up to the question. Um, most of the cars uh, that we, the new cars that we're uh, selling, the Toyotas, are, are manufactured um, in North America, uh, United States, Canada, uh, Mexico, and um, I, there's still a few that are manufactured. Aren't the uh, hybrids still coming? Oh, there are some hybrids in North American hybrids as well. Actually, yeah. the Toyotas are exporting cars uh, yeah. to other countries uh, out of the, out of the, out of the USA. So yeah. USA is probably a next uh, a net exporter instead of importer. Uh, they have um, more plants here than they do practically anywhere except Japan. Yeah, and on the parts question, um, that's right. a whole nother story. Yeah. A lot of our parts yeah. come from overseas, especially anything such as even air filters, oil filters. Some of the very basic items. The majority of the parts on China. a Toyota, however, are built in the United States. All right. So uh, there's your answer, um, Anne-Marie. Great question. And, uh, yeah, and I, I love your questions. Yes, Great. I do, too. Okay. So let's, uh, we, we'll jump to another text here. Uh, it says, uh, so, I know, um, so I know electric cars are getting very big in the industry. So how many people like myself um, are going to be able to have an electric car because of how expensive they are? <coughs> like the Prius, uh, uh, they started out higher priced, and uh, actually Toyota, when they came out with the first hybrid, uh, the Prius, uh, it cost them more to build the car than they sold it for, and uh, not not more than what the dealer sold it for, because the dealers marked it up way over MSRP. But with the economy of scale, manufacturing volume, pretty soon. Uh, the prices came down. That'll happen with all electric cars, too. If you're the first guy on the block to have that new electric car of that particular make uh, manufacturer, you'll probably pay a lot of money uh, 10 years from now. Uh, it'll be just like a combustion engine car. Rick? I've got a post here from Donovan that kind of ties right in with this. It says, this week Ford announced the company is splitting internally into two distinct divisions. All legacy cars will operate under Ford Blue, and everything new that is electric will be under Ford Model E. This is the first step in Ford reinventing itself as an EV maker, and the first step in spinning off the legacy internal combustion engine business. It's, uh, let's see, this move will allow Ford to cut $3 billion from the ICE side of the, of the business, internal combustion engines. Very few new gasoline-powered Ford models are coming. It's just about to the end as far as new models go. More automakers will likely be following this move. It's a daring move, and uh, everybody's excited about Ford. Uh, Nancy and Stu and I know Jim Farley, uh, the uh, CEO of Ford, uh, and we, we knew him back 
when he had the uh, when he worked Scion. for Toyota, yeah. and he he had the Scion division. But he's a, he's an amazing guy, extremely customer oriented. He really cares about customers, and uh, I wish Toyota would steal him from Ford. Um, I think he's an amazing man. Now, whether we'll be able to, to do the hat trick that he's trying to do and become viable in the electric, uh, all-electric market, uh, time will tell. But We're rooting uh, for him. I'd, bet, I'd bet on Jim Farley. I'd bet on Ford. Yep. Uh, also, to answer the question of the texture on the affordability of electric cars, um, yeah, they will come down price, as Earl was explaining. Um, and also, a used vehicle market, now is not the time to look at a used electric vehicle, by the way. But eventually, things will normalize. And that the, the used vehicle market, prices will come down. And right now, I mean, if you're, you think in your head, look, how much does an electric car cost? I think most people would probably say uh, $100,000, $80,000. Um, a new electric Leaf um, starts around $28,000. Um, it's not a cheap car. Um, there's a uh, 22 all electric Mini Cooper, which I'm not ad- are advising. Talk, are you talking MSRP? Uh, these are MSRP, so, yeah, well, that's so not what they sell for, though. I understand that, and uh, but right now they're selling from over, for over a year from now. It could be they could be selling them for thousands under. So we don't know. But anyway, the po- point of the matter is like there are there is a range the in the in that normal price range for new vehicles, and it's going to normalize over time and come down yeah that's a good point yeah that's because i was asked that uh, same question this past week and uh you know people that i spoke to are led to believe that it's going to be outrageous they're not going to be able to afford it but they will Uh, definitely will yeah you can't afford anything right now (laughs) i think that was uh that was my dad's point there a second ago um but uh yeah things will become um eventually it's kind it's going to have to yeah rick another one tying in perfectly here Tom Steckel says, good morning from Orlando. Disappointing news. Lexus of Orlando slash Winter Park is now charging $5,000 over MSRP on their new vehicles. Wow. Well, and they, they, went from, they went from MSRP. Just a couple weeks ago, Tom yeah. told us that they were going MSRP. Wow. Sounds I wonder like, what happened. Sounds like somebody uh, won an internal battle. Like somebody <laughs> was that, saying, we can't what? go over MSRP and then... Is that an AutoNation store? Can we Google that? Uh, which one is Lexus of Orlando? Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, uh, while Stu's uh, while Stu's doing that, um, I'm going to put Rick on hold for a second. We're going to go back to the phones and let me remind the ladies that I need one more new caller, fifty dollars. Please give us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Win yourself fifty dollars this morning, ladies, and a shout out to Denise. Stay in touch with us on your situation with uh, the lemon law that I suggested to you uh, this middle of the week. We're going to go to Frank, uh, who's been holding from Jupiter Farms. He's a regular caller. Good morning. How are you, John? I mean, Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay, Sally. <laughs> oh, I like I'm that. Sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, like Sally Ride with the Mustang. Anyway, I have a litany of stuff. Your radio station absolutely triggers all this things and thoughts in my mind. I'll go to one of the quick ones you just mentioned about things being deleted on luxury cars due to the shortage. Mm-hmm. You might know that we um, a week ago or so bought a brand new Audi SQ5 up in um, Stork mm-hmm. at MSRP, which is almost unheard of anywhere nowadays. Mm-hmm. But they did have some deleted. There was um, an item called the um, wireless phone charger right on the, um, the console. And because they don't have that, they took $250 off 
and you get a little wire to plug in somewhere it's like you do on the house phone mm-hmm. so yes they're even on the high-end cars there's things that don't can't make it because the chip shortages exactly exactly and and with that um i would like rick's um advice on two things what about ceramic coating for the paint on the car? Is that really worth the money, and is it going to be more expense and work than it's really worth? Or And then I'll get back to also something else about um, the car. I don't have a lot of experience with it. I can answer that. But yeah, Alan Napier, who used to be on this show for, <coughs> for years, uh, he's our collision manager at the dealership, and uh, he he does have a lot of experience with it. He says the ceramic coating is good. He says it's uh, overpriced. It's very expensive, but it is good. So if you if you have a, a Ferrari or Maserati or you or you just have a car that you love dearly, and you want to be have the best of the best, it's really it's a good product. It's just crazy expensive. Uh, for my taste, and I think for Alan's too, uh, I think a good wax, and you would have to do it more often. And uh, it wouldn't be quite the ceramic, but you know, some people just say, "I don't care what it costs; I want the best." And if you're one of those people, ceramic is a great idea. Hmm. Okay, well, there won't be any ceramic on this car. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, with that in mind, I did go down to Tint World on Okeechobee because four years ago I did ceramic on, on a Mercedes and on the pickup truck up in Stewart. Mm-hmm. at a tent world up there that was a unique nice big dealership and i will admit the cars look good and we got it down from 2000 down to 800 because it was the end of the year and they were oh. trying to anyway with that being the case um lifetime warranty but i didn't read fine print because they went out of business if you don't take it in twice a year and have the um, <laughs> preventive maintenance done at 300 dollars your warranty is worthless. So Fine print should be learn. illegal, but uh, the laws are made by lawyers, and lawyers make their money with the fine print. So uh, it's the curse of mankind, fine print. Yeah. But while I was at Tim World, I walked across the street to the BMW dealership there, and I asked them about, you know, the ceramic coating. They said, well, we don't put them on BMWs. It's too expensive. You go, well, BMWs are not, you know, a cheap car. They go, go next door to our, um, what do you call that place? Uh, where the really fancy cars Reconditioning are. Reconditioning? Uh, Rolls Royces. Oh, no, 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 there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, they saw me walking and they go, I was not dressed to look like a Bentley or um, <laughs> Rolls Royce customer, but that's all right. But I spoke to this guy, and this is where it's coming in for you guys. He told me, um, and I texted to you earlier, a ceramic coating place down in um, Park, Winter Park area. So I went down there and met the guy. And they love Teslas. And here's where it's really coming in. But by the way, the ceramic coating is between six and eight thousand dollars. So you're right. Um, there's going to be a lot more wax jobs than eight thousand dollars. But here's they got this window tint by 3M that they put on the Teslas. It reduces the heat in that car so considerably that the battery life is increased by twenty percent because it's a, it's a heat from the sun that really messes up the battery. So it's something you guys might want to entertain and check out. The thought that po- pops into my mind is it legal? Uh, you know, there, there's a tent law. The, the cops hate tented windows, by the way, uh, even though they got tented windows themselves. But uh, uh, and I understand why they don't like tented windows. But uh, every state has a different rule on what you, how much you can tent a window. So be careful if you get something that's really super tented. If you travel out of Florida, it might be legal in Florida. Then you get arrested in Georgia. Oh yeah, that's very true. Um, and here's one for Rick. 
with the new car, the Audi, and also my pickup truck, it has that battery start stop thing at red lights. And for me, it's, it's annoying to a degree, but the battery in the truck didn't last two years, which is unusual. And I'm just wondering if, if the wear and tear on your starter and the battery life is really impacted by these start-stop switches or if you can just turn it off and save your battery and your starter. What do, what do you guys think about that? My opinion, if I, a couple of years ago, bought a new RAV for my wife. If that system had been in that car, I'd be divorced by now because she'd, she'd have either divorced me or killed me. Um, <laughs> it's annoying as all get out. And one of the things that, again, they don't tell you is that there is actually a lifespan now for the battery and the starter. There is a recommended replacement service interval on those two items where Toyota, just like doing an oil change, granted, it, uh, I'd have to look up the exact oh, numbers on it, but they yes, say replace it. It does decrease the life of Yeah, the, so yeah. it does, yeah. and it's it's really, to me, it's just not worth it. Uh, a friend of mine, he has that system in his wife's car, and the first thing they do when they get in is they turn it off immediately. Okay, yeah, that's that's where we're heading, so that, that's good. Um, while we're back to that alley, we got it, and it's only a little over a week old. Anyway, we were figuring out, trying to figure out how to switch the phones in there. So we went to the Palm Beach Audi. We didn't buy it there, we bought it up in Stewart. And um, remember about a week or so ago or two weeks, I told you they had a RS8 out there for $100,000 over the MSRP. Yeah. It's sold at 100000 I don't know where the money's coming from. Hey. Uh, I guess people had too many stimulus checks or something. But in any event, um, it sold. I couldn't believe it, <laughs> and it's gone. But they, they really didn't want to help us anything with the car. They said, you didn't buy it here. So I, I was a little disappointed in that attitude, but, you know, then again, we're in Palm Beach. Yeah, that's a stupid attitude, and uh, it's just bad business. And uh, But you get that from uh, a lot of businesses, unfortunately, mainly car dealers. But, you know, uh, but uh, it's uh, um, sometimes it's just not going up high enough. You get the, the right guy in the dealership, like a service manager, uh, who has some common sense, might take care of it for you. Oh, and real quick, this goes back to one of your shows about two years ago. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. It was the Ford dealership. You did a, um, a what do you call it, a, a, a secret shopper report up in, I believe, store there, or maybe in Fort Pierce. Yeah. And the guy was an older time guy. He was really nice. And I actually was there getting my battery replaced up there as opposed to down here. And I met him. I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. It might be, oh, golly. Anyway, it'll come to me as soon as I hang up. But he was so good about showing me things on my King Ranch pickup truck that the dealer where I bought it from didn't have time to. And. Mm -hmm. um, you'll, you'll probably remember if you think back he was a really good old time fashion salesman that really took care of the customers and, yeah. and it's, like not the, said, it's, it's a good thing cubic. good thing to remember wherever you shop uh, and even if it's not for cars but you know, remember car dealerships are made up of a bunch of human beings and typically the average car dealer has about 60 employees and you're going to have a few rotten apples in there and there are also some really really good people that care about customers and it's like a the lotto you go into a business uh, if you if you if you get a good ticket uh, and you get a good person that cares and that same business can give you a, the rotten apple that'll make you never come back i keep telling my employees that in my dealership you know all it takes is one person i've got about 150 160 employees and all it takes is one rotten apple uh, uh, meet a customer, and I never see that customer again. So, 
I, I always believe in giving a business a second chance, and I always try to go up the ladder because you're doing that owner of that business or the supervisor of that business a favor by reporting a rotten apple to him. Uh, it helps him improve his business. So uh, that's a very good point, Frank. I, I know exactly how you must have felt. Yeah. And one last thing that you just mentioned about the Lexus of Orlando. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I brought it to your attention also, like the other guy. Yes. I was up there in October with Amory and um, with her Lexus has been at your dealership service for years and years with Randy being the advisor. And um, they were giving it the cars at MSRP. Yeah. No dealer fees. And if you're a military like myself, a thousand more off. And as a Lexus owner like Amory, another thousand. So they really, the pendulum has really swung up there if they're getting over MSRPs. And Frank, do you know if they're an AutoNation dealership? Are they owned by AutoNation for uh, Toyota of Orlando? I'm not sure about that. In fact, there was a gentleman named Josh, which made me think of one of your sons. Yeah. And that was calling us to see about if we still wanted a Lexus. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, you know, at this point now, no, we don't. But We're going to find out I'll why find they out did that change. Now. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was a big, fabulous dealership. I really. Yeah. It's owned by Jimmy Bryan. Oh, Jimmy Bryan. <clears throat> yeah, I, I texted you. Um, yeah, it looks uh, like a mall. Uh, it's uh, it's humongous. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the. Um, I think the biggest one in the world is Lexus at Carlsbad out in the, near San Diego, Carlsbad, California, mm. and that looks like. Well, that is a mall. <laughs> it has um, a, a realtor's office, party event office, uh, boutique shops, restaurants, uh, a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's a Lexus dealership. Yeah, the nice thing about being an old guy, I have I remember everybody. Right. Jimmy Bryan started out with a Toyota dealership, and I remember him very well because uh, he was the only Toyota dealer that was driving a Rolls Royce, <laughs> and uh, he he invented the nine dollar ninety nine cent oil change, <coughs> which was a bait and switch to get you in and sell you everything in, in the uh, manual. Uh, to get you in on the 999 oil change, but he was a real character. Uh, I'm talking 50 years ago. He, he's, I'm, I'm surprised he's still alive. But Jimmy Bryan owns Toyota Orlando. I did not know that. I don't know if there's a Jimmy Bryan Senior Junior thing. Probably it's, a Junior. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been around a long time. Uh, Frank, thank you so much well, for the call. Yeah, you all have a nice weekend as always. Thanks for being there. Thank you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and I do have fifty dollars for one more lady caller. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We're going to go to Mark in Palm Beach Gardens, and then we're going to get back to Stu and Rick. Good morning, Mark. Good morning to all. I'm just calling, kind of with my usual thing of. Um, I just wanted to touch base again on the. Um, program for the vigilantes i know each week we get new callers new listeners and i just wanted to uh uh, you know throw a a bone out to the program that uh everyone should understand that if they have problems or questions or concerns um just like on the radio show that may not have enough time to um get an answer that uh, you can go on to their website, and I'm not sure which website to go on to get the list of the vigilantes. Erlong cars. Um, cars? Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the vigilantes are here to help the consumer. Um, and anytime you have any questions, free repair or post repair service, 
sales, uh, questions about uh, considering a new buy. That the vigilantes are educated people that are familiar with the car industry. And just to let the listeners know, the program's there for you to use. And uh, we're all more than happy. I know myself, I enjoy getting a call or email asking for help. And um, so I just wanted to, um, you know, let the new listeners that may not have heard about what the program is about, that um, it's there to help you. Free of charge, vigilantes or volunteers. And um, so anyway, that's really all I wanted to say. Thank you, Mark. Thanks very much. I don't want to keep up the time on the, I know uh, some of the callers have been long-winded and I don't want want to be one of those. But anyway, one last thing, Earl, is I have the uh, show on my big screen TV, and I'm seeing you all, but as you're talking, I'm looking at you, and all I can think of is in the mornings and the song of Ain't She Sweet. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's amazing how you can wear so many hats. Yeah, yeah what so, Mark's talking anyway, about is, is Nancy and I, uh, we, we video the sunrise every morning, and uh, we've been doing it for years and years. And uh, Mark is a member of the International Sunrise Club. And uh, all you listeners out there, if you'd ever like to uh, uh, go on Facebook, to um, we're the International Sunrise Club, and see the sunrise. We do it every single morning. And Mark is, uh, we have a bunch of people, have, have a lot of fun, don't we, Mark? You're certainly right, it's, and, and it's a great way to start your day, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, you guys, all have a nice weekend, enjoying the show. Take care. Mark, Thanks, Mark. thank you so much. You definitely jump-started our day. Uh, we, can't, we can't say enough about you. You certainly are an educated consumer. You've helped so many out there, and we need more people like you. You're so dedicated, and... Uh, Mark is part of Earl's Vigilantes, and uh, you can get in touch with him anytime. Go to Earl on Cars, and you can sign up for Earl's Vigilantes. And I want to go back to the phones, and I want to talk to Michelle, who's a first-time caller. And, Michelle, you won yourself $50. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's exciting. And before we get started, make sure that you send me your contact information at my email address, that's Nancy S at ESToyota.com. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning? So I am the proud owner of Lexi, and that would be two Lexus. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> they are older cars, but I maintain them. One's a 1999 RX300 the SUV, and the other is a 2008 SC430. Both of those cars have the older key fobs, and it's annoying because for, for whatever reason, the battery seems to go in those key fobs often, maybe because I use them every day, drive the cars every day, but is there an easier way than taking the key to the dealership replace the battery can it be done you know by the consumer well sure uh those batteries they're basically like the little silver watch batteries that you'll find pretty much anywhere those little tiny disc batteries uh 
any place can replace those for you. Um, matter of fact, any auto parts store, they usually will pop them out and replace it right there for you. If you have a uh, Batteries Plus near you, um, that you walk right in there and it's like five or six dollars for the batteries. Yeah, I buy mine on Amazon. Michelle, they'd be more than happy to do and it. And mm -hmm. you get you get them cheaper. And Amazon's so amazing these days. Uh, I well, Nancy and I are getting stuff with same day delivery, next day delivery, more often than not. So I'd go on Amazon and get my battery number off my remote, and uh, you probably have them the next day. Yeah, and it, uh, to take it apart to put the new battery in. Uh, I guarantee you'll find YouTube channels all over to show you that, and it's a very simple operation that just requires like a little pocket screwdriver or anything that's just got a small flat edge to it. So I'm not going to destroy the key fob by opening it up? No, not at all. It's hard oh, sometimes. Good. They get stuck and stiff, and you have to have strong hands and be patient, but yeah. uh, it's not... Uh, the easiest thing in the world. Sometimes you can't even figure out how to open them up, but uh, that's just a little uh, thing, a pet peeve of mine, the way people that design things don't think about having to take them apart again one right. time. Right. And Rick is an expert, too. Well, right? I, that's why if, if, you're, if you're not really comfortable with doing it yourself, uh, going into somewhere like in uh, the Batteries Plus shops, they do those all the time. And Great idea. I don't think they even charge labor. They just, yeah. it's five or six dollars for the battery and Pop, pop, it's a part. They take care of it for you. Or you're Ace is a place with a helpful hardware man. You know, I was, I was just going to mention that, Earl. Um, <coughs> I found myself in uh, the Ace hardware. Uh, but prior to that, um, you know, you're doing that at home yourself. I found that being really focused as to what I'm doing, what I'm taking apart, and what I'm putting in, um, and the smallest in, I got all kind of gadgets everywhere all over the house so if the smallest gadget that opens that you know avoids any destruction I can be destructive sometimes so um, good luck with that and uh, it isn't as expensive as you know one would think it would be nope. well I'm definitely gonna try it and I learned putting together something else once I open it up I took a picture of the interior with my cell phone ah. So I had a point of reference when I was replacing the parts. Excellent so great idea. That's a fantastic idea. That's a great, great idea. idea. Uh, also, I have a texter that came in and says, Ace Hardware uh, will uh, replace your key fob batteries while you wait. You go in there and just buy oh, the batteries, cool. and yeah. they'll do it for you. Yeah. I, I've, spent, I've been in there more than one time for a series of things that I've needed That's with great. my car, and they're right there to help you. They're great. Okay. Well, I really appreciate all the ideas and your help, and enjoy listening to you every week. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. Spread the word. We love I will. everyone, all the ladies, to help build this platform here. Have a great weekend. I'll let them know. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're bye welcome. bye. Uh, we're going to get back to Stu. Sure. Uh, or excuse me, did I cut you off? Not you? really. But we okay. got we got a couple here, and Stu's got what? a couple. Okay. All right. Uh, the texter that just uh, let us know that you could take your key fob to Ace Hardware and they'd replace the batteries also sent us a picture of a. Um, doing a little recon for us from Green Acres Nissan, a uh, picture of their uh, addendum. And um, they sent me a bunch of pictures. They're on all the cars, but they're adding uh, $5,000 for door edge guards, window tint, and leather slash fiber guard. <laughs> and uh, so that's quite a bit of a markup on a $24,000 Nissan Kicks. So it's that's everywhere. That's crazy. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the recon. <laughs> 
Uh, then we have a uh, question from Rick for Rick. Rick in Stewart, Florida, um, wants to know. Um, he says, "I have a twenty. I'm sorry. He has a 2002 Forerunner with the security feature that automatically locks all the doors 30 seconds after either turning off the engine or exiting the vehicle and closing the doors." Uh, this occurs even when the keys are in the vehicle, so there's always the possibility I could get locked out. Mm. Is there a way to disable this feature? Something's wrong there. <clears throat> Toyota has never had a factory security system that automatically locks the doors. Well, what mic is that? Uh, it's a Toyota uh, 4Runner. 4Runner, oh, yeah. Um, 2002 4Runner. Is it possible but that this was a an that, aftermarket or a that's port That's what feature? I'm thinking. A an aftermarket or dealer installed uh, aftermarket device that or, someone or put port. in. Maybe it was a. I mean, it would be crazy. Nope. Port wouldn't have done it. Okay. There's not even port installed. I mean, this is twenty. Years and ago. not as a dealer installed option that came from the port. Even. All right. It would have to be a dealer installed an aftermarket device that they bought elsewhere. Uh, so I would look to see if it's at if you've got anything aftermarket. Yeah. And that's where I'd start looking at getting that straightened around because. Toyota factory has never had a system that will do that. The right. only thing they will do is if you're outside the car, if you hit unlock and you don't open any doors, 30 seconds later, it will rearm and relock right. the system. Yeah. But you're already outside the car right. at that but point. But they will not lock the keys in the car because Toyota's never had one do that. Yeah, I guess you got to uh, uh, get somebody to take a look at that. And Rick, and uh, thanks, Rick, for helping out, Rick. My pleasure, Rick. <laughs> and you too, Sue. Okay, great. Um, we have a texture here. It says, Earl, I have a BMW convertible with 13-year-old Michelin tires with 35,000 miles on them. There was plenty of rubber left, but I bought new tires because the old ones could not be balanced, and the car vibrated at 35 miles per hour. Uh, was that a smart move? And could the old ones have been dangerous? Why could they have not been balanced? Um, I did have them balanced um, to no avail. Mm. I'd, I, I'd be more worried about the aging factor yeah. because uh, six years is the estimated. Uh, you don't want to buy a set of tires that's six years or older, according to the uh, Department of Transportation or NHTSA, one of those government agencies. And uh, uh, most people don't know how old the tires. And we were, had a call earlier talking about the code. And I always forget the code, but Rick remembers it. If you're going to buy a set of tires, Rick, tell them about the code, will you? On the DOT number, You'll see there will be several numbers that are raised up, and then the last four numbers are usually in a little oval, and they're embossed down into the rubber. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's going to be four numbers. The first two are the number of the week of the year that the tire was made, and the last two are the most important. That's the actual year that the tire was made. So if it says something like 2520, that means it was the 25th week of 2020 is when that tire was produced. And only the government could come up with a stupid code like that. Isn't but it? Now that you know the code, or you can ask the tire dealer, uh, just uh, uh, be sure you don't buy any. you got 16-year-old tires. Uh, you did definitely did the right thing by buying a new set of tires. Yeah, because the sidewalls on those could start to wear and crack. Yeah. And when you start having those issues, it's better to go ahead and get rid of those tires you don't want to take a chance on tread separation and having that tire literally just disintegrate, especially if you're at highway speeds. The other thing that irritates me about this whole thing, there is no law. See, the, the Department of Transportation and the NHTSA says six years is, 
as long as you want to keep a tire. But they don't have any rule for the tire dealers saying they can't sell a six-year-old tire. Right. It's only a recommendation. Recommendation. So uh, you can go out and buy. Somebody could have bought those 16-year-old tires from you and put them on a shelf and sold them to somebody else. The government makes no sense any way, shape, or form. Okay. I just want to sh- give a shout-out to any government workers out there to give us a call. 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. I want to hear from my postman. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from him. Okay. Uh, it was ugly. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> All right. We have some anonymous feedback, um, and we'll get to that. Um, first one says, "If I order a car from you out of Florida, can the car be delivered directly to me in that in that state, uh, or does it have to be shipped to you first? Uh, for dealer prepped and then shipped out to me if so who pays for those additional transportation charges well the answer to that is um ordering from us particularly it has to be delivered to us or a dealer within our distributorship which are the five southeastern united states the dealer that you order it from arranges what they call a courtesy delivery with the other dealer he pays that dealer a hundred dollars i don't know what they depending on what it is that's about average and then you can pick it up anywhere you want to and um, but if you're outside of that region, um, the cheapest way to do it because the cost would be paid by you to ship it, and um, the smartest way to do it is to try to get it um, courtesy delivered to a dealer closest to you. Say you lived in New York, um, we could um, get one courtesy delivered to one in North Carolina, which would reduce the shipping cost. Okay, the next anonymous feedback says, "I'm looking for a new car when the madness is over. I'm making notes of which dealers are price gouging vehicles now." And I will not step foot in those dealerships when it comes time for me to buy. I think everybody should do the same and punish the greedy dealers for their short-term thinking. Yeah, that's what we were kind of scared of. So <laughs> that's what's governing our behavior. And also we're nice guys and gals. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're really getting a lot of attention, a whole lot. Wall Street Journal, everybody. It's almost like as if that everybody is listening to this show um, as far as the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Palm Beach Post. And uh, there's really a lot of attention to these dealers that are selling over MSRP. Oh, yeah. And, uh, boy, it is a negative, negative advertisement. This kind of word spreads well, yeah. manufacturers like are, The manufacturers are paying lip service to right. this, and they're being quoted of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and, and uh, on television. They're saying, you know, we really wish the dealers wouldn't charge over MSRP. But they're doing that for the PR that they're getting from from the public, if they really wanted, they could push a little harder. And mm-hmm. uh, the manufacturers are like anybody else. Uh, follow the money. The dealer that sells the most cars, uh, they're going to take good care of them. And the dealers that are selling the most cars now, uh, if you talk about the big dealers, all of them are charging way over MSRP. The mm-hmm. biggest Toyota dealership in the country is either Hollywood or Al Hendrickson. Or Longo. Or Longo, yeah. There's those three. I don't know about Longo, but I can speak for the next two because we know that Hollywood Toyota and Al Hendrickson Toyota are charging thousands of dollars over MSRP. And if you think the Toyota head guy has got enough courage to go to these two dealers and say, don't do that anymore, you're wrong. He won't, they won't do it. Yeah. And um, by the and, way, you don't have to 
take notes of who is charging over MSRP. Um, well, like Earl says, they all are, <laughs> but um, but we're taking notes for you. So we'll have all this information in perpetuity. Yeah, exactly. The, for those who will remember, we will have We'll a, have the wall of shame, and we'll, we'll put, it'll, it'll be our latest page on Earl on Cars, <laughs> and it'll be the guys and, yeah, um, I love and, that. and how much they're charging over MSRP. Yeah, okay, can we call it the wall of shame? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, the, the the pandemic criminals. Um, you know, there's going to be all sorts of tribunals and accounting to be had. <laughs> hey, uh, talking about criminals, uh, uh, the minivan. Uh, can you even imagine uh, how how the price? I can't even put it into words. How high the price has gone on a minivan just since January. Uh, I mean, it was on national news. It was on local news. Consumer Report has had it. Uh, you know, for the last couple of months, but it was interesting last night on TV. Um, the minivan is up 69%. 69%. It's just unbelievable. I don't even have time to go through the laundry list of other vehicles, uh, but they're well over 69, uh, 70, 75. Uh, it's robbery. Yeah. And, and, and many bands seem it seems like we're, we're past the big minivan craze of the, <laughs> the 90s and the early 2000s so why why 69 yeah, SUVs SUVs are taking over <laughs> okay another no I'm referring bit. to the increase oh, in oh, the price increase? Ah, you know a rising tide lifts all boats <laughs> so um, we have one for Rick I think it says I have a 2014 RAV4 SUV the radio st- suddenly stopped working the screen turns on and off just showing a blue quote unquote keyboard what is happening and what can I do? Uh, truth be told, your best option is not to go with a factory replacement because, and these radios pretty much, that's the only option. Once it starts acting up, uh, Toyota would rec- would simply do a replacement. Um, I would investigate something at like Best Buy with an aftermarket Call unit. Call the Geek Squad. <laughs> Geek Squad, basically, yep. They'll come out and install <laughs> in your house, at your house. Yeah. But you can get a 2022 technology radio that's going to have all the latest all the features cool that you didn't have in 2014, and you'll have a much better radio system installed in your car. So it's a good thing that your radio broke. Yeah. Oh. Right. Um, okay. Uh, another anonymous feedback, and then we'll jump over to you, Rick. Uh, no industry has taken advantage of the pandemic as much as car manufacturers and dealers. The chip shortage is long over. You can order computers and electronics by the boatload. It's only cars and parts that you can't get. Manufacturers and dealers continue to take advantage of what was a shortage to make more money. Before you jump in, I just want to say one thing. Regardless <coughs> of the truth of where the ship shortage is right now, yes, these the, the inflated prices you're seeing are not a result of increased cost. Uh, these are its inflated profits, and that's why it's not just car dealers. It's businesses all across the country are having record profits, and that's part of the inflation that we're seeing. And then I'll turn it over to the economist on the show, <laughs> well, Earl Stewart. It's a supply and demand. It's uh, economics 101. You have a very low supply of anything. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, have the same demand you had before the low supply, that just raises the price. That's the rule, uh, economics 101. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, automobiles use far more microchips than any other product I can think of. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, fighter jets. Fighter jets, maybe. Uh, but I understand fighter jets have gone way up, too. They're yeah. selling for way over a sticker. Oh, yeah, they're like... Yeah. 13 billions over, over so anyway uh, uh, th- th- to me the interesting question 
is how far down will this come? We talk about prices are coming down. Uh, all the dealers are praying that it doesn't go down below MSRP. And uh, everybody you know, in the industry would like that. But it's going to go back way below MSRP because everybody's greedy. The manufacturers are all going to build as many cars as they can. When the microchips become abundantly available, they will build too many cars and they will make the dealers take them and the dealers will have too high a supply and then they will change incentive systems so they have to sell the cars right. and they start tearing each other apart competitively, lying and cheating and stealing <laughs> from the customers. So trust me, things will return it's to coming, normal. It's going back to the old hell that we used to know. Yeah, it is. And it is really depressing when you, yeah. when you said, I started to cry when you, when you were describing yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, it's just awful. Yeah, in Fantasyland, they would stabilize at a higher price, but Fantasyland... I, I, I did look at year-over-year -year profits, um, wondering and <clears> hoping <throat> that, well, maybe with the reduction in, in incentives, um, the manufacturers were making up better now, and they're not. Their their profits are, are down, the manufacturer... Not the all of them. Not so, all. Toyota is down. I, was, I just looked at Toyota. Yeah. So. Nissan is way up. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nissan... Well, they, I think they're. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. So it's probably like the the manufacturers that were more reliant on incentives got a better deal. You know, Toyota wasn't that uh, you know heavy in incentives. Mm -hmm. So I'm all caught up with all the uh, anonymous feedbacks and oh, texts. Great. Yeah. So if Rick's got anything over there, I got a couple here. <clears throat> uh, two of them are kind of tie together. Kyle in Pennsylvania says, "Good morning, everyone. I just tuned in, but I was wondering how the demand looks on the new and used car side." Hasn't slowed down at all yet. And Jose Huertas is basically asking a similar question. Good morning. Do you guys see any change in the chip shortage? Well, on the demand side, things seem to be the steady demand. Um, we're speaking just for ourselves and our dealership, um, we've maintained about a, a constant list of about 500 orders at any given time and it's replenished as we deliver the car. So it just seems to be in a, uh, nothing seems to be changing much. Um, uh, as far as the availability of the cars, um, that's, it's, we're also kind of like in a steady state here. It's, it's improved slightly, um, but we haven't seen it jump up yet. Um, the second part of the question, I refer to the economist. <laughs> no, it's just uh, the, the forecasters are saying, and they don't know any more than we do really, but uh, they're saying uh, it'll. This will continue through the end of 2022. So, wow. Uh, and uh, 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 we see you have too, too many variables here. You have you have everybody's got a job that wants to have a job. Uh, everybody's making more money. Uh, people have gotten a huge amount of money from the government in the cities, and so when your pockets are full and your bank account's full and you got a really good job and you got a raise. And what does everybody want? They want to buy a car. Everybody wants to buy a newer used car. So you have all that with a microchip shortage and a short supply, and you have skyrocketing demand. So uh, who's to say? I mean, when prices do come down, which they will, people are going to be complaining about a, a whole lot of other things, like too much uh, unemployment, uh, uh, too much inflation. Um, I mean, it's, we're always going to have problems. So. Every set of problems is good for somebody and bad for somebody else. Right now, it's great for car dealers and great for manufacturers, and it's terrible for the consumers. That's the way it is. And Kyle in Pennsylvania also says, 
I bought a Toyota Corolla Hybrid from you guys recently. Before I bought it, I got a cold call from Ed Morse Toyota asking me if I wanted to buy one for, here it comes, 7000 over MSRP before other dealer fees were added in. <laughs> I just... Rick's, well, Rick's face looks emboggled. These are just, but, but, but let me say this. You know what? You didn't buy it, but somebody else did. Yeah. And that's, that's people don't realize that. They say you're insulting me. Now, there are a lot of businessmen out there that are listening, and you know who you are, CEOs. Uh, you're the fat cats, you know. You're, you're in Palm Beach. You're Jupiter Island. You're, uh, you're in Beverly Hills. And uh, you make a lot of money, and you got a business. Uh, answer this question just between you and me. If you could raise the price of the products that you're selling, watches, TVs, whatever it is, and double it, and still sell everything you had, would you do it? So there's a lot of people out there that are being very quiet. Um, a lot of car dealers are being very quiet. And uh, I have to say this, as a car dealer, I have mixed emotions. I'm, you know, I feel good and I feel bad. I feel, I feel good that we're making record profits. I feel bad that I'm charging MSRP because I feel guilty about, I've never charged people MSRP for cars before. But I also feel guilty that I'm not charging more than MSRP because the businessman in me, yeah, <laughs> the businessman in me says, hey, supply and demand. It's uh, economics 101. So it's a topsy-turvy world, and nobody knows what they're doing, including me. <coughs> well, thank you for those profound <coughs> words. Okay. If, uh, if we got quiet, so Nancy passed me this article she found in uh, <laughs> Palm Beach Post. The ex-Nissan. It's just a follow-up. Uh, the uh, former CEO uh, of uh, Nissan, his name is Carlos Gones. Spelled G H O S M. He's on the run. Yeah, he's, 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 he's on the run. Uh, uh, he's been charged with high crimes in Japan, found guilty. Oh, it's not but, funny. But he's he's found himself uh, in a country in. Uh, he's behind the eight ball. Extradition treaty. He, he smuggled himself out in and, uh, speaker the, cabinets. And the, the, the judge uh, in, the, in the Tokyo court said said some terrible things about him. Anyway, I, I just. Uh, we looked at that, and Nancy and I both chuckled about it because he is only one of many. Volkswagen had some people go to the slammer. Uh, the morality of the manufacturers in the world are amazing. I mean, Hyundai had a guy go to jail. Um, uh, uh, Nissan, we just talked about. Um, a lot of manufacturers have had people that have done terrible things. Uh, ethics and morality, I don't know. What, what can I say? Uh, just a little tidbit. And we're getting near the... Uh, I have to ask you a question. Go ahead. How many people do we know personally that is in the slammer or has served time? <laughs> do we know personally? I don't, I don't know that many. You're not going to admit it here? No. <laughs> okay. Thought I'd throw that out there. Not many. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, folks, we are going to get to the Mystery Shopping Report. and um, well, Let me, let me, let let me do this, then we'll get to the Mystery Shopping Report. Uh, we had hoped uh, that uh, a, a woman named Gail could call in. I, I spoke oh, to Gail. her, 
and uh, she wasn't able to, or maybe she tried and the lines were busy, and if that were the is a case, Gail, we were very busy today, and I, I know I asked you to call in. Anyway, Gail, uh, I salute her. I won't use her last name because she might not want me to, but uh, she is an educated consumer, and she had a lease car that, that came back in, and uh, she wanted to buy it because she knew it was a 2018 Infiniti Q50, and uh, and she wanted to buy it because she could resell it or keep it, and it was a huge bargain. Um, and so she went to Schumacher Infinity, and they said, "Okay, we'll be glad to uh, um, get you that car. We'll buy it back, uh, and we're going to add twenty-five hundred dollars in fees uh, to the the price." Well, she didn't like that because she's smart. So she went to Infinity of Stewart, and they said the same thing: "We're going to charge you uh, these fees to do that." So she got, this is the reason I love Gail, she did exactly what she should do. She called Infinity Leasing and said, what's going on here? I've got an option to purchase this uh, Q50 from you. You're the lessor, I'm the lessee, and this is my purchase price. And your dealers down here are trying to add thousands of dollars to my purchase price. And they said, well, we don't like that, Gail. Uh, call the dealer in Gainesville. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So she called the, the dealer in Gainesville, the Infinity dealer, and he agreed to exercise, you know, to the, buy it back for her and take the vehicle off her hands uh, for the true purchase option price. Then, as a as a footnote, postscript, uh, Infinity of Stewart must have got the word probably from Infinity Leasing, and they called her and said, "Okay, we won't charge you a dealer fee either." Now, I don't know if Schumacher ever got the word from Infinity Leasing. Maybe, maybe not. But if you have a lease that you want to buy and you do have an option to purchase it, chances are it's a bargain. You should exercise your option. And sometimes you go directly to the leasing company and there's no nonsense. If you have to go through a dealer, find a dealer that won't charge you the extra fees, $2,500 in Schumacher's case, uh, and you can take that lease buyback, lease option, and resell it at a nice profit, or just keep it, and you've got a bargain. Okay. Uh, if there's nothing else, I can... I, I, there is. I'm going to mention one thing that I didn't during the show, and uh, that is www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. Write that down. www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com is worth your while. Earl did a column uh, not too long ago on this very topic, and uh, you want to place that in your contacts. You'll use it, and you'll find it uh, very useful. Now to the Mystery Shopping Report, and uh, folks, uh, it's important that you vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. We love hearing from you, so uh, text us with your grade, 772-497-6530. Dell for the Mystery Shopping Report. As, okay, uh, on uh, Wallace Cadillac. Mystery Shop of Wallace Cadillac. And again, I want to thank my son, Stu, who is in charge of our Cyber Shopper reports and uh, dispatches Agent Lightning and chooses the dealers and writes the report up. And I've got that right here in my hand, and I'm reading Stu's words. He's very eloquent. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, some of it was a little humorous. Too eloquent, but he's, <laughs> it's great. He's got I had, a, he's got I had a some nice, sake nice last night. Got a nice <laughs> night, right? It was entertaining this morning for yeah. me at three thirty. I I read it and reread it. I just loved the wording. You read it like right after I sang it. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I promise we're not picking on Bill I was Wallen. unconscious. You and Stu want to leave the studio and let me read this? Yes. I promise we're not picking on Bill Wallace or the Wallace Automotive Group. We've been meaning to uh, Mr. Shop, a luxury brand, for some time now. And Wallace Cadillac was, for logical reasons, their choice. Logical, because they're in Martin County and, and Agent Lightning doesn't have to leave town to do the shop. So it worked, and that's what we did. Uh, we shopped Wallace Chrysler Jeep last week, and uh, I opined about the reasons for the backslide we've seen among the Wallace dealerships. Uh, most of you know the regulars that I know Bill Wallace. Uh, he's got uh, several dealerships, and we've had some good reports back in the day. Now, uh, he slipped. And um, the most obvious reason being the difficulty of running a... He's got 13 dealerships, and that's just too many for one person. You have to have right management in place in all 13, and sometimes you can't do it. I, I tried it, I couldn't do it, and now I just have the one dealership. And even that's a handful. Mm. So, Bill, I understand. The real reason we shop Walls Cadillac this week is because we've promised our listeners to deliver a luxury dealership mystery shop. It's been a while since we've investigated a luxury brand, and I'll give you my standard spiel about this. We'll shop luxury brands less frequently because the brands like Honda and Ford uh, are what most people buy, and uh, luxury cars represent a relatively small percentage. So we try to reach and help the great majority of people, and that's why we shop the uh, middle price and lower price cars. Uh, when you have a radio show, you're trying to maximize the number of folks. You're trying to help every week, and that's what I just said. And uh, we're going to do uh, more electric cars. I think we fell fell behind. Um, Cadillac is an American luxury brand, uh, other than Tesla. And you miss Lincoln. Lincoln is a, another luxury brand. And, and speaking of Lincoln, I started to mention this, too, about Automotive News. Here's a little side note, because we've got time. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, how many of you know who Buzz Aldrin is? I know who Buzz Aldrin is. Buzz Aldrin turned 92, and he wanted to buy himself a, a birthday present, and he wanted to buy a Lincoln. And so he bought a Lincoln from a dealership in California, and he waited and he waited and he waited. Now, there's a double message here. After four months, the Lincoln didn't come in, and he called the dealership, Buzz Aldrin. Arguably one of the most famous men in history, or maybe ever in history, you know, the man on the moon. Uh, one of the few men that's ever walked on the moon. Such a modest uh, guy, he just called the dealership. Well, the dealership finally wised up and called Ford, and Ford said, whoops, Buzz Aldrin has got a Lincoln on order, and they built a Lincoln for him, and they gave it to him. So. I know that's an aside story, but that's human interest. I thought it was pretty cool. God bless Buzz Aldrin, 92. Enjoy that Lincoln. <coughs> the expectation, back to the shopping report, the expectation at luxury brand dealerships is that the customer experience will be better uh, than at non-luxury brand dealerships. This expectation has proved uh, more accurate, uh, accurate over the course of many mystery shops. Uh, luxury dealers are nicer, more honest, and easier to deal with. I, I don't want to get into a psychological study of why that is, but if you go into Tiffany's, everybody's real nice. You go into Wilson Jewelers, maybe not as nice. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's a matter of the store. But it does happen that luxury dealers uh, of all products seem to treat people better. A lot of the good in the car business comes from these dealers that sell luxury cars. 
Not to say that there are not some crooked luxury car dealers out there. I assure you there are, but just not as many. Many of the common and not so common dealership amenities we come to expect at car dealerships were pioneered uh, by luxury dealers. Fancy cafes, uh, Starbucks, uh, so long we got Starbucks, valet services, massages and manicures. Yeah, true, believe it or not. We've also documented a higher level of respect given to our mystery shoppers at luxury dealerships. The salespeople and managers seem to be less condescending and more patient. The advertising and the showrooms are quieter. Everything seems to be easier. Okay. So at the request of multiple listeners, and because we're dying to know if luxury dealers are price gouging as much as everyone else, we sent Agent Lightning to Wallace Cadillac this week, and that's in Stewart. Uh, here's a report. I arrived, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, before lunchtime, was immediately greeted by a salesman named Ted. He introduced himself, led me inside to his desk. Ted got to business right away, asked me for my driver's license. He diligently filled out an intake form, kind of a high-class name, you know, intake, uh, with my personal information. Then he handed me his business card and pointed out his cell phone. Interesting. His personal cell phone number. He cautioned me, listen carefully, he cautioned me to not call the main dealership number, otherwise I'd receive an avalanche of unwanted solicitation calls. Now, we've never heard this before on Mystery Shopping Reports. And Nancy and I talked about this at length as we drove in this morning to the studio. Uh, I got to hand it to a guy that will give his personal cell phone number out because it means that he's obviously not going to take too much of advantage of you because he doesn't want you to drive him crazy with his personal cell phone. And I advise people, and I've written a blog or two where I tell uh, consumers, when you're going out, see if you can get them a cell phone number of the person you're dealing with. If they won't give it to you, a little bit of a red flag. Now, Bill Wallace, I'm not going to... I probably shouldn't have used his name. Bill Walsh wouldn't like this because dealers and, and business owners don't like salespeople that think they own the customer. If this salesperson were to leave that dealership and go to another Cadillac dealership, he would probably bring a lot of his customers with him. And that would not be good for Bill Walsh. So just an interesting aside because we've never seen this happened before in a mystery shop. This car salesman actually gave the mystery shopper the personal cell phone number, his personal cell phone number. Okay, back to Ted and, uh, and Agent Lightning. We talked about the vehicle shortage, how it could affect my sale. Ted promised to work with me, despite the difficulties the shortages presented. He said that the days of getting a car below MSRP are long gone. Truer words were never spoken. But he would work with me, as he said before, on the addendum. I asked him what the addendum was. He said, I'll show it to you when we look at the car. Um, he Ted said that today was the first day of the month, and the dealership hasn't sold its first car. He hoped I'd be the one to break the ice. We settled on a new 2022 Cadillac XTS premium luxury, a fancy SUV. It was white. I headed out on a lot to find it. MSRP was 58525 Again, an aside, I'm surprised that a Cadillac would cost that little. Are you, Stu? Um, no. 
But <laughs> I was. I was. It's a smaller uh, SUV. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think Cadillac and luxury and 58000 The average car price today is, I think, 48000 yeah. So it's only 10000 The addendum that was affixed next to the morning label was short, not so sweet. It simply added $5,000 for a market adjustment. Uh, no mud guards or auto butler or nitrofil, just five grand because we can do it. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. You know, if they really want to be arrogant, they'd say $5,000 plus economics 101. Take it or leave it. You know, just in your face. Uh, Ted was enthusiastic and knowledgeable when he presented the vehicle. He said he owned one himself and loves it. Interesting. It was obvious Ted's doing well. It was obvious we went on the most informative test drive I've ever been on. Another very, very positive thing about Ted. I mean, hey, personal cell phone number, great knowledge of the product. Uh, Hey, can't afford to buy a Cadillac. He's a good man. We returned to the dealership, found his desk. Ted uh, offered to print a copy of the window sticker because the tent on the window vehicle of the vehicle made the original hard to see. I pointed out that the VIN on the printed Madroni label didn't match the one on the car. Eagle Eye, Agent Lightning. Got an eye, I tell you. Nothing. You can't put nothing past Agent Lightning. This set off a scramble. <laughs> this is good. I enjoyed this. This set off a scramble among Ted and the management staff because apparently, <laughs> listen to this, and we've done this, so I'm... Yeah. I mean, I'm. You're, you're I'm, laughing out of familiarity. I'm, exactly. To the, uh, they had recently sold the, the twin crisis. to my ex, Cadillac XT5, and we're now concerned they sold it to the wrong person. And we've done that. You know, you get two identical cars with different vans, and you write it up with the wrong van, and you talk about creating problems for everybody. I mean, you, the customer, the insurance, the finance company, it is a bloodbath. So everybody got real excited. Everything was sorted out, however, in a few minutes, and they discovered the error was online, and everybody calmed down. During the confusion, Stu used kerfuffle. He likes to use cute words like that. Oh, I, I like that word. I reached yeah. reach back into the past. Uh, yes, he did. From my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, made more, I made small talk with Ted. He said he was a sales manager there for many years. But now he's working as a salesman until his youngest kid graduates from college. I'm starting to like Ted more and more. Everything about Ted I like. He was very kind and professional, the kind of person I'd buy a car from. Ted left to get the worksheet. The top line was MSRP, 58525 He gave me a $1,000 discount and a $500 rebate, so $1,500 off the, the markup price. But then he went ahead and added the $5,000 market adjustment. And when I say he, we're talking hey. about the manager of the dealership. He's following orders, even though he was a manager. He's following orders. Mm-hmm. He also added a $849 dock fee, $159 electronic filing fee, and $145 uh, doc and dock stamps. I didn't see that on the uh, worksheet. Yeah, I didn't look that. carefully. Uh, that's especially egregious because uh, it's one thing to mislead about something being a government fee is something else to flat lie. There are no dock stamps involved in the transaction unless the car is financed and that 
Those are the dock stamps that are charged by the bank. We've seen that at a few dealers. And we have, yeah. yeah. So dock stamp is a double lie. It's a hidden fee, and it's telling the customer that it is for something that does not exist. And uh, North Carolina has actually passed a law saying you can't call your hidden fee a dock fee. You can call it anything else. You can call it Bugs Bunny, but you can't call it Tobacco a dock fee. So another little interesting inside that you're probably not at all interested in. No. Uh, <laughs> I am. Yeah, Ted, yeah, you are, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ted acknowledged a high price. He said that buying a car now works best for people who have a trade, truer words were never spoken. He said their customers are overpaying for cars, but at least these premiums are offset by a big trade in value. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Depending on the, the car you're buying and the car that you're trading, sometimes you can actually get a good deal that way. I mean, sometimes you could get so much for your trade-in because you shop it right, and you can get a relatively good price, yeah. like close to MSRP for a new car. You could just find a dealership that was exactly. charging MSRP yeah. and get all the money for your trade. Yeah, and all the money for the trade. So that's it's, it's like that's finding a, you know, a needle in a haystack, but good luck. It can't happen. I agreed to get my car appraised, waited for him to get me new figures. Ted returned after about 15 minutes with a new worksheet showing a $20,000 trade-in value for my 2018 Volkswagen Atlas. Now, Stu. I didn't have our experts look at it, yeah. but I am an expert. Okay. And it looked like a fair trade-in value. Really? Wow. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't asked uh, yeah. Jose or, or Vincent to, to see what, you know, with, with the effect of the market, but me yeah. looking at MMR and the black book, yeah. they were in the pocket. Yeah. That's important. So we'll clear this up later, yeah. uh, but it's, it's not way, way off. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's off. It's not way, way off. Uh, this, uh, uh, this whole uh, trade-in thing and buying used cars is a feeding frenzy. And uh, Carvana, I mention that almost every week, uh, they're the headlines of the auto, auto news this week. They bought for $2.5 billion. Carvana bought the second largest auction group in the country, Odessa. Uh, Mannheim is the number one. Carvana has got so much cash from their IPO. They bought Odessa. They're like a bunch of <laughs> drunken sailors. They paid $2.5 billion with a B for a auction company so they could have reconditioning resources for their used cars. So that's mind-boggling. And they're also charging prices off the chart for from you when you have a used car. So if you've got a used car, always check Carvana. You can do it online. And you might get a stupid high price. So Carvana, we buy any car.com, Froom, V-R-O-O-M.com, CarMax, shop everybody. I mean, what fun. It's a seller's market. If you get to be a seller, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, if you're a seller, I, you know, just for, you know, you, you can become a broker. You know, you, know, you, you can go out and shop a car at Carvana and you don't have one, then you go buy one on uh, Facebook or yeah, Talk to your friends. You start yeah. your own business. Yeah, buy it from your friends. Hey, if I can get you 50000 yeah. for your car, will you give me 1000 Yeah. So exciting. Anyway, that's it. Uh, I thank Ted for all the help. So I didn't think about it when home. Uh, we got a vote on this, and uh, it's interesting. Walls Cadillac uh, in Martin County, Stewart, Florida. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, I have no question um, about it. I'm, I think they deserve an A. 
Uh, mm. They're over. I mean, they're over MSRP, but the guy, they, they were just honest, and um, there was no surprises, and there was no pressure. Mm. Um, fundamentally, they're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, <laughs> but they're doing it with class. Okay. And maybe that's what we were talking about at a um, you know luxury dealership. Mm-hmm. They just do things just a little bit nicer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who else got a, any votes? Any uh, Rick got uh, Tom Steckel says C minus. Good salesman and very upfront, but I don't like the fake fees. Doc stamps. Brian Sidlaco. Ted gets an A. The dealer gets a D for the extra fees. <laughs> Tim Gilliland. Tim and Yuma. Still too many hidden and not so hidden fees for me. C. Mark Anderson is Mark from St. Louis, a C plus. And I've got Nate Miller with a B plus. And Negan says, I would say C for where's my caddy. <laughs> yeah, we Myself, uh, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him the B. I, I think a B rating Ted gets an A, but uh, the dealership gets a B. Just too many extra fees on there, and that five thousand added on. I, I forgot about the <clears throat> splitting up between the dealer and the salesperson. I might modify. Um, we have grades coming in. Mark says A for the salesman, B for the dealership. Uh, Frank says actually a great shopping report. Uh, gives him an A. And Marie says A for a great salesman, uh, but D for games with fees. The bottom line C. She averaged it out. And Bob says A for Ted. Um, and B for the dealership, you know, you know, <coughs> pointing out doc stamps, and that's a little. Uh, I'll give him a, a B plus. I'm changing mine to a B plus. Okay. I'm going to give him a C, and uh, you know, I I just don't like the five thousand uh, dollar market adjustment and uh, all the other fees. So something stinks. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I give them a C. And I've, I've also got Wayne Veit with a B minus, and Mark Smith with a C plus. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna agree with Nancy. I'm gonna go with a C. Uh, I almost said C minus, but uh, I think that uh, yeah, the doc fee got it for me. I, I I just didn't like the the double deception there, uh, and uh, I think that granted. Uh, it wasn't a crazy high price over MSRP, but we have found dealers uh, that are selling cars at MSRP. And uh, we uh, until this week, uh, Toyota of Orlando was one. Yeah. I believe I believe uh, JM Lexus is yes. selling them at MSRP. Yes. There are a number of uh, luxury dealers out there that are being a little bit more reasonable. And Frank from Jupiter Farms uh, actually bought a BM an Audi. Uh, below MSRP, and then bought it again at MSRP. That's a long story, but, uh, and and they quoted high over MSRP, but they they came down. So I give them a little bit of credit. I I, I don't blame people so much for asking over MSRP, but if you come down to MSRP, or or actually go a little bit below, you got to give them points for that. So I'm gonna give them a C. Okay, <clears throat> there it is, the final okay. grade. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, I like this picture uh, in the automotive news of uh, Buzz. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, yeah. there's I mean, Buzz. Take a look at that. I was. I, if you just tuned in, I talked about Buzz Aldrin. He bought himself a uh, Lincoln in California uh, for his birthday, his 92nd birthday, and he's such a cool guy. 
and uh, he looks great. He's he's such a humble, nice guy that he never even called for. I mean, think about it. He could have picked up the phone. He could have called Jim Farley, right. the CEO. Hey, called Jim. This is Buzz Aldrin. May I speak to Jim Farley? Yes. And they put him through, <laughs> and Buzz would have said, "Hey, Jim, Buzz, for, uh, Buzz Aldrin, I ordered a car from you yesterday. Oh, you did. Uh, what was the dealer? What was the? Oh, uh, you'll have it next week." And then he'd have stopped the assembly line, and they would have said, "And they would have delivered it to his driveway." They would deliver it to his driveway. So anyway, uh, that's what a cool guy is, Buzz Aldrin. He's one of my heroes, and uh, I uh, I wanted to uh, hold this up and. Wouldn't it be nice if he called the show? Anybody know Buzz? Oh, Buzz? Please call the show, Buzz. Please call the show, Buzz. <laughs> it would, we'll do. would make my daddy's day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would make all of our days. Yeah. Okay, what else we got? What else we got to do to fill the time between now and the theme song? What about the government workers? <laughs> oh, I hate the government workers? Oh, I know I have something here that you, I could talk you gotta about. You've got to have something over there. <coughs> okay. Okay, well... Uh, we're, we're running out of time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got one. Here's what I was talking about. I uh, knew you'd there's a, something. There's an ad in automotive news <clears throat> about uh, they're offering extended warranties for dealers to sell on electric vehicles. And mm. uh, so the dealers are getting real nervous because the electric vehicles won't have anything to fix. And you won't have to have the warranty and it'll last longer and it'll be better. So Ford has come out with a extended warranty for the dealers to sell the customers. And then in the list of selling the extended warranty plan to the dealers, they have in their advertisement no hidden fees. <laughs> so Ford is telling the dealers not to do that. No, no, no. When they sell it to Ford, oh. when, when Ford sells it to the dealer, they're not going to charge the dealer any hidden fees. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I've got it on page. Lead by example. It's on page five. Uh, we'll see what it is. But, but uh, no, I didn't pardon, pardon me. Oh, here it is right here. EV protection. Ford, uh, here it's right here. No hidden fees. There's the Amazing. ad. So when they're oh it's charging the charging stations, yeah, <laughs> that's their hey maybe that's a subliminal oh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, thing that just to uh, you know yeah. like I said lead lead by example anyway. sub our manufacturer didn't hit us with a dealer fee <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do the same thing to our customers. Okay, folks, we've had a great time this morning. I hope you did, and uh, we love your company. That's for sure. I want to thank Elise, our producer. Uh, and also, I'd like to thank uh, our mystery shopping agent, Lightning. Uh, she does a fabulous job in To the Ma Spine Master General. Uh, uh, thank you. And uh, our certified uh, technician here, uh, that title doesn't even do him justice. And of course, our digital operation. Uh, the guy here, this president, he does so much for us in the. Uh, well, behind the scenes. Thank you so much. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye, folks.